Cheer up, Alex. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. <laughs> Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's grizzle, don't grumble. Give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. Hello and welcome back to Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. Hello, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. A vessel that manifests mediocrity and compromise in every sense of the word. A show described by Alex's own mother as, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll listen to it, but I'm not really into music and movies, and besides, he's not even my favourite child. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we get into the big topics and questions such as, who left that fucking violin kicking about? And does anyone actually like Avatar or has Cameron only gone and done it again? The big deep sea slut. So that's, right. <laughs> that's I mean, the kind of content that we have coming up for you. That's what they, whenever they do an article about him in The Guardian, they, they finish, it, finish it, with it with that. They go, what a deep sea slut. <laughs> he has been very deep in the sea. Oh, did you not? Did you not say? I'm serious. He has been very deep in he's the been, sea. He's been the did deepest not, in the sea that it is possible he's to been go. Down to, he's been down to the Titanic wreck. Yeah. Yeah, he's done that. Yeah. Yep. I thought it. that was just his movie. No! Oh, he's got <laughs> just a little thing first up top. Uh, just making everyone aware of this, the sad news of the passing of Terry Jones, one of the key members of the Monty Python troupe. Uh, yeah, that, that was quite quite a sad bit of news, actually. Yeah, it was very, very, very sad. Very, very great loss. Mm -hmm. uh, I have very fond memories of Monty Python. I was first introduced to them in early high school years. The first one I saw was the Holy Grail. Yeah, and, yeah um, that was the first one I saw, actually. Was it the yeah, first, yeah, one, the first, first one, one you saw? Yeah. And I just thought it was the funniest thing I'd Game ever changing. seen. And he was he was the director on, oh, was he, was he really, yeah. on the Python motion pictures. Mm. And as such, he didn't always have the biggest acting roles, but also he had some of the iconic ones. He was the one that delivered yeah. the line, he's not the messiah, he's a very naughty boy. And apart from like all his, all his other achievements in um, British, the British TV and film industry, yes. I think it's yes. a very great loss. Rest in peace, Terry Jones. And you're absolutely right, he wasn't the messiah, he was a very naughty boy. Absolutely. So this is our first ever specials episode. We've been discussing doing a specials episode for quite a while, but we decided to get round to doing one this week 
because obviously the Oscars 2020 is coming 9th of February. It's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. So they, we are recording this on Burns, 25th of January, but we're going to try and get this out tomorrow night. It's an important day and you might notice that our Scottish accents get a lot thicker Hopefully. on this day. Very good, very good. I, said, no, I can't keep that up for the whole podcast. Yes. I don't actually know any Burns poems or songs off the top of my head. Do you know? You know do you know some? A Fond Kiss, and yeah. we tell A Fond Kiss. Yeah. If it were in the... Well, I couldn't do the whole... No, well, if you were to ask me, can you do a whole Burns poem? Probably not. No. I could do, like, the highlights. Uh, so I know, I know people who can do Tam O'Shanter in its entirety. I also... You probably know the same person. The same person. That can and does do Tam O'Shanter in a big public setting every year in our own town. And it... I mean, that is amazing. Well, when you think to about... Put, to put context into it, Tam O'Shanter's, what, 20, 25 minutes long? So 25 minutes long memory of a, an, in, an improper Scots is it's spoken and it, it tells that amazing story for, so probably a lot of people might not have heard Tam O'Shanter it's an old Burns poem uh, in, in Kurt Galloway yeah. and it tells the story of a, of a guy who stumbles home from the pub one night Puts yeah, we can do this really quick, right? Again, <laughs> Why again, did you again, tell yeah, This yeah. week's review is we tell this, We can do this really quick, right? Dad gets pissed in a pub. He goes home. He comes across some witches. He goes, oh, ho, sexy yep. witches. Yep. And then, Old Meg is a horse. Yeah, and then the witches chase him and pull the tail off his horse. That's yeah. it. That's it. Done. Yeah. The real one I mean, takes 20 minutes. Home in time for a shepherd's pie. <laughs> yeah. So... Starting up with what we've been up to this week, our famous segment, shit what we've seen on the tube and stuff. Oh, go on. Have you seen anything? I have one that made me so happy. So, obviously, we've got a lot of buskers and stuff on the tube, the main sort of lines, um, sort of Alex's future career sort of stuff that's going on there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Well, and yeah. uh, we, we, I was wandering through, I think it was Tottenham Court Road Station, and I could, you can obviously hear the music because the, I think the acoustics are probably very good for some of the, the the musicians that play in there. Apart from the people that are in, don't think it matters. Have you think, seen the? Have seen the? Have you seen the sound rigs that they cart around? Yeah, with them? yeah, yeah, yeah. The speakers it's, and the it's, monitors. It's, it's a whole production. It's really impressive. But the, what was so impressive with this with this busker that I saw in Tottenham Court Road Station was walking through. You could hear him first. Got a bit closer. Realised that there was the you know there was the standard guitar case out where someone could throw the change into. And then on a microphone stand, fashioned was a contactless chipping pin transaction. Because if you're on, if you're in the tube system, you don't have time to rummage around for your train for your change. Your change, you can just well, you're rummaging around for a train. Rummaging around sure. for but, a train. But what you, line do I go to? But you, I thought that was, and I walked past it, and it has on it pre-assumed two pounds. So if you want to give him really? two, pre-assumed two pounds, I've seen three. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. And I tell you what, right. If I'm drunk and I'm wandering through Tottenham Court Road Station and he puts on Careless Whisper by George Michael, he's getting me every day of the week with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm over there every day of the week. If, if he could time it perfectly. Guy on the tube, if you're if you are out there listening, tune up Careless Whisper, a bit of George Michael, maybe maybe like Power of Love, something a bit of Huey Lewis, something yeah. some, an absolute banger. I'm there every time. Like yeah. I'd, every day of the week. That would be that would be me. Anything else that you've spotted on the tube? I can't think of anything that's gone on the tube this <laughs> the, week. The mediocrity has just taken I've, hold. I, I, this week I was a drone on the tube. I, uh, I, I switched off. I didn't take, take in my surroundings. 
and I just zombied through it do you, like everyone else. Do you, have you lost the, when I first moved to London, I, I mean I'm obsessed with, the, I think it's awesome, the network, but do, uh, do you still have the novelty of I'm getting on the tube? Sometimes. Yeah. Not every time, but Not, sometimes. Yeah, when it's yeah. when it's a necessity. I don't like it, but if I'm going somewhere across London, I've not been before and stuff, it's still yeah, marvelous to me. Yeah, that's exciting. I've got an interesting thing on the tube. We can do that next week. I've got an interesting... I have another little... I read a little article that we have. Yeah. We're already... Right, save, it for, save it for our London Underground podcast. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> So, on this special episode of Going Through the Motions, we're going to go for a bit, bit of a dive into the Oscars 2020, but we're not going to be going through every single category. As we are a music and movie podcast, we felt it was only appropriate to look at the categories pertaining to music in movies, that being the best original score and the best original song, best original song in yeah. a movie. So, but best picture as well. We're we also going to do best. Picture. We're also going to do best picture as well because that's obviously the kind of that's the that's that's what everyone goes to see. Yeah. Really, isn't it? That's the kind of the big talking point every year. Obviously, best director, actors, and stuff. Yeah, you've I, got the big categories. Yeah, sorry. We would say, no, I, I think I think the. We're not going to go into those. Obviously, there's a million and one podcasts out there where you can get your fix on that. But we wanted to to sort of dive into our a little niche area. Yeah, of, best original of score, which I think is a very important one, but nobody else seems to. People, think, I think, they call that. Well, what do they call it? the the important categories, and then the technical categories? Have you heard that term? Yeah. Well, so it's sound mixing, around. sound editing, costume design, cinematography, cinematography. But do you think the music falls into the technical categories? It's not one well, of the sort of I personally, I personally don't, but I think people describe best original score as a technical category yeah. I, I could be wrong about that I mean, that's just the impression yeah. I get but not let, not saying that it is a technical category but just just putting the lesser categories under quote unquote technical I'm just thinking actually do you, because it probably wasn't always a technical category no it was probably it, back in the day a very big category it's yeah, one of the oldest categories it is one of the oldest categories best original score and I think it probably over the years has lost the percentage of audience members that would typically tune in for that specific uh, announcement or nominations announcement. And that, yeah, I've, I've never considered it that way, actually. I think over the years, it's probably taken a bit of a battering, really, that one. And I think yeah. an original song yeah. by proxy has gone up. Do you want to do original song first? Yeah, because that's, I think the, so. yeah. that's the one that we... Care I, least about. We care least about. <laughs> We've had the most... I don't care. Let's get through I this. think that's something that we should probably mention up top. If you are really into the... I think the people who really should only care is the people who've been nominated, the people who win, and the mothers of the winners. And that's about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, life goes on. These, it's, a, it's an award. Move on. Ricky Gervais do, put it best. I do wonder about this sometimes when we, we get... You know, we, we're contributing to the hype, hype here. We're mm. making content about the Oscars mm. we're making content about people getting awarded for their work and as you said it is them that are getting awarded mm. but you get a sort of a fan following for your, for your movies mm -hmm. you want certain movies to win and you and sometimes you want certain movies to lose or you want certain people to lose etc and you made another great point about there's a potential 
there's a potential political presence that falls into this every year and I think that's what gets more media traction nowadays than actually the winners and sometimes yeah. it's the speeches and often the losers and their reactions to it so it's morphed more from a celebration of art and more into a media frenzy and where they can get their their, their fingers into it. And it's a, yeah, 100%. It's, and it's a meme goldmine. Yeah. Some of the memes that come from it, they all obviously from the Golden Globes, which we've just watched. Ricky Gervais, I think, had some really great... I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I, I, I'll have that said. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. And Tom Hanks' face oh, he is was just going to be there. Happy. Was he not happy? No, no, no. Tom Hanks and Jonathan Price. Did you see Jonathan yeah, Price's yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was livid. Ah, fuck him. Who it cares? The, have a it laugh. Was, it, was the, it was the joke about... I'm a big Tom Hanks fan and a big Jonathan Price fan. No, 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 no. It was the the Jonathan Price face happened after Ricky made the joke about it was a good year for paedophile movies. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then said the two popes. Now I've seen two popes. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie and it deserves all the recognition that it's been nominated for. Mm. But you kind of have to laugh at that. Yeah, joke. of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Like you have to laugh. At, you have to laugh at anything like that you, 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 yeah. and, and I think that picks up on the thing these people just take themselves so seriously in these roles in yeah. these categories okay so best original song we have the contenders we have Love Me Again by Elton John in Rocket Man do you want to talk about that one first? yeah that I mean let's talk about the movie first of all it's a fantastic movie you've not seen it yet I've not no so so tell, give a brief sort of t- talk about it so, and then maybe why this one is a, so a good contender Taron Egerton plays uh is it Egerton or Edgerton? Edgerton. It's Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah, it's not Eggmanton. Okay. <laughs> Eggmanton. Spoiler alert, we're going to get a lot of names wrong in this. Oh, episode. that's a great point. Yeah, we should, yeah. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll not tell you which ones, but they're coming up thick and fast. Yeah, so Elton Smith and his El- famous... Oh, bloody hell, he's off to Elton yeah, Star. Rocketman. No, Taron Edgerton plays uh, young Elton John in his formative years, and it focuses on his friendship... With the uh, lyricist, yeah, uh, Bernie Top, Bernie Top, Bernie Taupin, yeah. yeah. Oh, I had a mind blank there. So embarrassing. Bernie Taupin, uh, played by Jamie Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, who, okay. Who also okay. was great. Both of them were great. And Taron Edgerton himself got has been nominated mm-hmm. in this award season several times with his truly fantastic portrayal of Elton. Mm-hmm. And it was a partnership. It was a collaboration between him and Elton. That whole portrayal. Elton had quite a hand in the mm. making of that movie which, okay, which was okay. really really nice and basically a stunning movie a really feel good movie but also a very personal movie into the life of Elton John and really really interesting guy and the, and the music as you would expect is all Elton John songs okay there's no there's no instrumental score to speak of it's just all Elton John songs mm. and it's great. But they're all re-recorded Elton John songs, so Taron Edgerton sings them all. It's not just like the original recordings of Elton's songs mm. by Elton. It's Edgerton almost covering them. Okay, okay. And he does an Elton John impression mm. when he's singing them, but he also makes it his own, mm. which makes scenes like when he sings Rocket Man at this huge stadium and I think it's Chicago. Okay, yeah. Very, very authentic because you actually see somebody perform this song and not just like lip sync. Yes, or something. yeah. That's a that's a lovely song. 
I think that, I think yeah. I think that's my favorite Elton John song as well. It's great. It's a fantastic song. So Love Me Again was the is the, is the nomination for this for this film, and it is as you say, it's both Elton John and Taron Egerton. I believe he sings the second verse in this song. No, you did it. You corrected me. You yeah. said it was Egerton. You just said Egerton. Oh, I've done Egerton. <laughs> Taron Eggman yeah. sings the second. Yeah. So I'm looking on IndieWire at the moment. They have this picked as the front runner. Do you think yeah. that's right? Do you think I that's think that's right. Because okay. not only is it an absolute banger of a song on its own, it is. It's just a good, classic Elton John banger. He's got a raspy, real raspy voice. His, and it, his, his voice rock is, and roll voice. He's yeah. got a rock and roll voice, and he's got a sweet, ballady voice as well. You listen to your song, yes, and you that's listen, a great point. And yeah. you listen to Crocodile Rock, mm. you can hardly believe it's the same guy. You can hear it's the same mm. guy, but it's very different. He does very different things with his voice, and apparently that was something that he worked with Taron quite closely on. Mm. He coached him on his singing and just be like, he, Taron was very natural at doing the Your Song kind of ballad stuff but he w- wasn't so natural at the rock and roll type stuff and he needed a bit more help on that Taron said that in some interviews I saw him on but the reason I like this song as a Oscar contender is not only because it's a banger it's because it services the movie really really well I'm gonna love me again if you don't already know and you've not seen the movie Elton John has had some ups and downs in his life and his career he's had you know, love problems, he's had drug problems, he's had very personal issues. And for this song to end the movie, you can tell from the title, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, mm. it's part of his story. Mm-hmm. The song is very personal mm. to Elton and to the movie. So it's not just a, it's not just a song. Mm-hmm. It really services the movie as well, which is why I think it's a good contender for, for the Oscar. Moving through the list of the nominations, next one we have Into the Unknown. Frozen 2. Yeah. Again, another movie I've not seen. I've not seen many of these, I'll be honest. I think there's yeah. only one of these movies I've actually seen. Yeah. But I've, I've listened to a lot of the songs. I think, again, you're probably better paced to talk this one through. So why is this one here? Now, I've not seen Frozen 2 either. Okay. But I think there's a couple of reasons why it's here. First of all, Frozen 1 was an absolute smash. Mm. And... Oh, what let, was the name of the let song? it go. Let it go. But did it win? Let, it won. It won. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it must have done. I think it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it go won, and that was an absolute belter of a song. Mm. And this is actually a belter of a song, but I don't think it's on the same le- level as Let It Go. I think it was very much composed in the kind of let's try and get that, get that yeah. feeling back. I, I when or, I've listened to that, I've had that feeling of it's like lightning in a bottle. They're trying to recapture yeah. it again, and and you know, which I isn't, blame isn't, them isn't for that it. what the industry is doing? Of course, doing of course, with yeah. everything. absolutely. But at the same time, I think I think it might. I think that's probably one of the reasons why this might not win. Yeah, it's because there is that very apparent, uh, almost undertones of. It's really good, but they are just trying to recreate. Yeah, but it's not it quite go. as good as the one they did last time. What one? They let it go. They let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Okay, that's the thing. But the other reason I think it's here is because of what style of song it is, and that's very much musical theatre. Adina Menzel, who sings this song, she plays Elsa mm. in Frozen. Mm-hmm. She is one of the biggest stars on Broadway. And in musical theatre, she's got one of the most iconic voices. You can always tell it's her. And if you listen to especially the verses in, in this song, you can hear the acting in, in her voice. And you can yeah. hear 
the character and the story progress and you can hear some drama in it and after all the the oscars is about celebrating movies which tell stories yeah and drama and i i personally don't think the oscar category should be about what's the biggest belter of a song what's the best pop song that features in a movie Mm -hmm. i personally think that the songs should serve the movie Mm. and propel the plot and be a real feature of the movie and not just you know, a little icing on the cake. Mm. But you can disagree with, with me on that. No, I, I, and I think we it goes back to, we were chatting about this when we typically will do our rating movies, we'll do our reports and we'll, you know, we used to give it, give it a thumbs up. We still do give it a thumbs up. We keep yeah. doing that stuff. We give but, things but, thumbs but up. We give, it, we give it that based on its inclusion in the movie and what it brings to the movie. And that, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point there. Moving on, we have Stand Up from Harriet. Yeah. So this is, a, again, a movie that neither of us have seen. Again, like we are completely ignorant to the story. Maddie was sort of telling us a little bit about the story, and I'm not going to get into it. It's it's a, an amazing story. As a song, this song reminded me a lot of another song called Freedom in Django Unchained. Yeah. And that's the reason why I like this song yeah. enough. And I really, I, I can't talk a huge amount about this song. I think this was my favourite one. Mm, I wouldn't say it's my favourite one. Just because I've not seen, I've not seen the movie. Mm. And I do think the song is largely quite yeah pop yeah pop yes it's largely quite pop especially in the chorus at the beginning i was really captured by it because i had these gospel african-american mm-hmm. voices mm-hmm. and quite a rhythmic kind of like drive to it mm-hmm. and i was like "Ooh, this is this is quite this mm-hmm. is quite interesting and then the chorus happened and it was forgive me fairly generic yeah and, yeah um, and that kind of turned me off a bit but in but in the concept of the whole song and then when i read into what the movie was about actually listening to the song again i thought i want to see that movie and i want to see how that song features into that movie completely which agree. makes me think that i am completely missing something completely here. agree and i would and i think maybe if and when i see this movie i might stick a little note in at a future podcast and say i was wrong guys. yeah this is brilliant yeah completely agree and so and and, and i and that's yeah you, you make the great point there that how this song is going to be used within harriet tubman's story i think would be a really a really really interesting point of view again yeah. let, let's park this one we might come back to this film actually yeah. i think one, one day i can't let you throw yourself away randy newman toy story 4 i mean I'll, it's just it made me smile yeah i don't think it'll win no i, d- I, don't, I don't think, think so. it'll win but it made me smile it's toy story it's randy newman and that and those combination of things always put puts a smile on my face it's just mm. you know he he, he just does that world so well every mm-hmm. song he's written for those four movies now mm-hmm. have been some of my favorite songs and they're so iconic and they only fit in that world and that's why i think they work really well as an oscar category of like songs because they only feature in those movies and they only work for those movies but this isn't when somebody loved me. No, it's you not. That it's not. Toy Story and, and we and so we actually uh, probably we should put this out there. So the, the, there's going to be a bit a little bit of inconsistency. Excuse me with our timelines because we're kind of slotting this episode in to try and get the Oscars covered. But we, I think one of the next episodes we're going to look to do Toy Story. I think you do Toy Story in one of the, one of the next episodes, uh, and we we talk through that one and the Randy Newman pieces in in, in that. Also, we'll. A, a caveat now we do talk a bit more about star wars but we'll talk about that in the, the original yeah. score category there does this does, does does this song play at the end of toy story 4 
I can't remember not, when it played. I, I saw Toy Story 4 when it came out in the cinema. I saw it once and I've not seen it on home release yet, so I can't actually remember when the song mm, happens. Okay. I think I think it was in a montage. Okay. I think it was in like a character montage. Oh kind it of could, section. So I actually I'm I'm going to throw this out there. I think it was played because as a montage, I can't let you throw yourself away. Oh it is. It's when Forky keeps trying to throw himself away. Oh yeah, I think that's it was what a happens. montage. It was yeah. a montage, and Woody and the team keep having to like try and rescue him because yeah. he means so much to Bonnie, and that's when it must yeah. play. Yeah, that's when it must play. Yeah, and if if you do listen to like the lyrics in the verse in the verses, mm-hmm. it is really really lovely. It is a really really good song. I, I I'm sorry, I can't tell you why. I don't think that it, that it's not gonna it's not gonna win because he is so good. But that's just my gut. Finally, we have I'm Standing With You from the movie Breakthrough. This I'm looking at the Wikipedia article for this one because I don't know, again, I don't know a huge amount of this movie, but it's Tragedy Strikes when Joyce Smith's adopted son, John, falls through ice on a frozen lake in Missouri. Uh, trapped underwater for more than 15 minutes, rescuers bring John back to the surface and rush him to the nearest hospital. And I'm not going to keep going through this, but I, I think it's, uh, I, I believe it's a, it's a Christian movie. Um, and it's basically accounting th- this, this obviously this, this, this tragedy and uh, a near fatal accident by the sounds of it, and how I think through the, through Jesus and, and and God he comes back to life, and I, I think maybe has a reimagining of 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 again I, I have not seen it, but the movie itself I've list I've listened to it. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan. I, I, the I'm song, not, the song. I wasn't a huge fan of the song. I'm not. I'm not religious in any way, and I, that I try not to let that turn me off from this thing because you want to try and appreciate it for what it is and all this sort of stuff. There, maybe that got in my way. Maybe I'm. Maybe maybe I'm not giving this as much of a chance. I have listened to it a few times. Haven't watched the film. Uh, oh, well, again, for me, the the song sounded the most a pop song tacked yeah, onto a movie. Yeah, but I will say that with the caveat that I have not seen the movie, so I, I'm talking nonsense i could be talking absolute nonsense i must i must admit as much as i said i will watch harriet i don't think i will watch this i just don't no, think i this don't, is, think, I will, I don't I think i'll watch this movie i'm not into that kind of movie i'll be honest i'm not into I religious kind of things just stop talking about yeah it. i think we're, we're just not gonna, gonna see we're not gonna see the movie and we both weren't particularly taken by the song but, I, but one, one thing <laughs> one thing i will say is that i think this category is it's great because the, the the wide scope of the different artists and the different songs that are being introduced. Oh, yeah. so, it's a so very I think wide it's, yeah, and I, I think it's a ve- I think it's very good that it's in there still because yeah, it's, a it, wide net. It, it's a wide net they cast. So that's what I will say for that one there. So we've talked through them all. What do you think is going to win this one? It's a toss up between Frozen and Rocket Man for me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. If I had to give it to one of them, it would be Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. I think Frozen's in with a shot though. I think you're right. I'm going to agree with you. I personally, I enjoyed stand up yeah. the most, but I think it probably will go to Frozen or Rocket Man. Down to your head, which one? Oh, I don't know. I think Rocket Man because it was um it was more of a musical movie than Fro- than Frozen was, and that's why I think it will get more of a nod because it's got more of a sort of snowball rolling behind it. Yeah, it's 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 it was put forward as the best of the bunch. 
with with regards to a musical movie and yeah. therefore it kind of has a bit more gravitas behind it i can see why people would like frozen 2 but i also think what we talked about before about it kind of riding on the coattails of let it go yeah. will hinder it almost just a little bit too much and it'll be yeah. hit to the post by by rocket man yeah so i think that's i think that's it there yeah The next category that we're going to talk okay. about is <laughs> the next category we're going to talk about is best original score. And I just I was about to go the best original score at the 2020 Academy Awards. You obviously know that that's why you're fucking listening. <laughs> yes. So, the nominations for this category are Alexander Desplat's Little Woman. All right. Now, let's get let's get this right. <laughs> Let's get this right. Number two on the how do you say this name? Alexander Desplat. Uh, Desplat? <laughs> no. I think it's not yeah. de, um, the noise you do. It could be Desplat. 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 Almost definitely not what I said. Yes. Now, I don't think we should pause recording and find out how it's said. I think we just should own the fact yeah, that we don't going. know how, don't know how it's said. Yeah, that's fair any of these names are pronounced and just go with it because that's not part of the category what is part of the category is the music and the score yes now this is the movie that i saw most recently i saw it last night maddie and i went on a little date night and we uh, we we had a few drinks and went out for some food and we were a bit tipsy sort of like talking joking and then the last thing we wanted was to go into a cinema a darkened room because and i because i was genuinely worried i didn't know anything about this movie going into it and i was a little bit skeptical about oh I don't know if I'm gonna be this is gonna be my sort of cup of tea and the worst thing why was that I don't know I had no I had no real I can't quantify I think it has something against period dramas it's period do you know it's not I think it's genuinely because it hasn't really come across my eyeline in a lot of things yeah I think the movies that I will go and see in the cinema there's always a reason why I'll go and see this movie yeah. and I went purely on 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 Maddie's recommendation to go and see this movie okay and I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I did as well. I thought, really... I thought it was lovely. I'll be honest, though, for the first 20 minutes, didn't have a clue what was happening. It was... <laughs> no. the, the editor took real liberties with this, the plot for this. But but that that is my my fault, not the movie's fault, because I think there probably should well, yeah, be... I thought it was really clear. There, there probably should be... <laughs> I know, I know. I thought it was really clear. Are you, you're not talking about the time jump. I have no idea what was... Yeah. I'm like, are, you, yeah. are you talking about the time jump? Yeah, I think so. I think the time jumping... Right. It, it kind of... Th- I mean, the, so the reason it threw me off, and, and Matt, we were talking about this as we were leaving, Maddie said it best. She said there was a seven-year time jump throughout this movie, yeah. but the characters didn't change enough. The the only changes the main the only character that changed enough to justify the time Wait, jump was seven years seven years yes Are you sure yes it says seven years that's the crazy thing and that's why I was confused with it right okay so the only character that really showed this I think was was Florence Pugh because in the the scenes where she was younger and and and, and I was reading reading the article so she is originally in the book is twelve years old. And then, you know, bump it forward, she's obviously 19 when yeah. she's in Paris. Yeah. But her fringe was when she was there when she was young and she had no fringe when she was old. Yeah. And it worked really well for her. Yeah. The other characters... She was great in this she, movie, wasn't she? she? So How great was her character? She was the standout performance yeah. in that movie. In fact, I think she's nominated. I think she's nominated she, for Best Supporting. Supporting. Abs- and absolutely. And absolutely would deserve right. to win it. Do you want to talk about the music? Well, the music, for me... It was a very, very nice score. Yes. 
it was really rather lovely. There was some lovely music happening, soaring strings when you needed soaring strings and some, you know, delicate pianos when you needed that. And it, it really serviced the very personal, dramatic story that the film was telling. I don't, I don't know if I would pick it for best score, though. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would say that it's a winning score. No. I definitely didn't come out of the movie going that's a winning score. No, I didn't, and I had to. I had to really pay attention to the score because yeah. I knew we were. And I feel, today. and I feel like for this category, I need to come out of the cinema going that's a winning score, yeah. and to, you, for it to be a winning score. And you picked up on a great point that the, the piano piece. So I think the the score was at its best with Beth, the sister who spoils. Should we spoil it? Spoiler, what happens to Beth? No. No, okay. Well, so, there's, spoiler, a, there's a whole Friends episode on this joke about what happens to Beth, because Joey, Joey reads Little Woman. Oh, does he? And, and, then, and then Rachel <laughs> says, what happens, what, what, something what happens to Beth, and then, and then Joey's like, what, 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 what? And she goes, no, no, I'm just joking, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Really? Yeah, yeah, go back and watch Friends, it's really funny. <laughs> I'll never do that. Never do that. You'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, but the music was at its best in this around Beth I yeah. think and she was the obviously the, the, the musical and she was the musician she was yeah. the protagonist not antagonist, antagonist. <laughs> the musical what movie did you watch exactly she was the musical protagonist with, with the whole subplot with the piano and I thought that was that was very nice moving on we have Joker the Ooh. score for Joker pronounced uh, Alex go on for it I'm not going to try <laughs> go on right I'll say the first name no I'll say, say the first name no I'll say, I'll say the first name Hilder Go on a tour. Go on a tour. I, we are... You at, nailed it. Nailed we, it yeah, we got, we got it there. This is really very embarrassing. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter there. So she's Icelandic, basically. She, she's Icelandic, yeah. So uh, this was the winner. She won it for the Golden Globes. And the Golden Globes, yeah. Why do you think first she won one, it? Oh, no, no. Right, you almost caught me there. Okay. She She's the first woman to win Best Original Score in Golden Globes and she wins the Academy Award in Academy Awards history as well in Oscars history I don't think that's why she won it I think Joker is a banging score yeah I think it's great I I really hope that is not if, if you know if she, she goes on to win it that is not the reason and we did well, discuss I, well I always hope that I, I hope for, I very much hope that for these things that the art is what is judged mm. and not external political factors mm. Mm. when you know I think I think it's very important to have representation in art mm -hmm. I, obviously I, I think we should have more female artists and filmmakers and it's not what you were saying people, earlier people shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> you and, and, and people and and like people from um, minority communities completely agree um, making art and doing these things and I want I want more of that and I want to see things that come from places that I'm not from that's that's it and that's what I was getting on and I want to see through. all of that but when it comes to award seasons I want the best stuff to the win best the stuff best to win stuff it. yeah it, it should just be as simple as that unfortunately though the public's peak into the industry is award season yeah which means that sometimes I feel like they have an obligation to you know, showcase whatever diversity happens mm. to be mm. have had this year, of mm. which there still is not enough. No, but again, the best things should win mm -hmm. the awards, yeah, and not because of other factors. 
The first piece on the soundtrack is a piece called Hoyt's Office, and it's a really, really dark piece. All of the pieces throughout, this is not a happy soundtrack. No, it's not. It is, but it's also not a horror movie soundtrack. It is the perfect thriller, dark psychological I have a word for it. Okay. Grimy. Grimy. Yes. It is it's grimy. Because the movie is grimy, isn't it? It is. It's a it's a grimy movie. It's low it's very low register, isn't it? All the chords. If you imagine if you tried to play everything of the score on one piano, you'd be doing it all in the lower half. Yes. Yes. It would all be grumbling away <laughs> grumbling away at the bottom and then like the melodies that happen in a lot a lot of the tracks are like cello melodies. Cello, yeah, yeah cello yeah, and some double cello bass. really low, mm. but like, mm. but also with quite a lot of vibrato, so they're quite expressive as yep. well. Yeah, which you know draws you in. Mm-hmm. So th- these expressive lines on solo instruments really, really draw you in. But because it's so low in every instrument's timbre, mm-hmm. it 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 creates a very thick texture that's quite hard to penetrate. And that, to me, is very, very engaging. Another example of that is the the, the track "Meeting Bruce Wayne," which is yeah. which was quite a an important meeting on the screen. I think it was played whilst he's at the gates of the the Wayne Manor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a really jarring scene because obviously it is a comic book film, and that was probably one of the few times where you were kind of brought back into the whole comic bookiness of this movie. Yeah, and also then the bathroom dance piece of music, which was a really slow and a slow burner track which just built built in tempo as as you were watching him you know da- dance the dance of a madman in in, in the, the, the yeah. bathroom what i liked about this score was that i came away from it and when i was talking back about the movie i didn't even the score it didn't hit me until i listened to it again yeah. because the movie is so shocking in some scenes and it is and it is really disturbing in some scenes yeah. and the score adds to that this couldn't be watched as a silent movie it wouldn't have the same shock factor i did notice the score when i watched the movie but i didn't notice any of the detail of it Mm. and i think i think that's the point i came out going oh the score was great it really made me feel it really helped me feel all the things that the movie was trying to make me feel sure like i got that right off the bat but it wasn't until I listened to tracks on the actual soundtrack that I could hear and appreciate the detail. Mm. For example, like the solo cello and stuff like mm. that. Where it mm. seems such an obvious thing, obviously now. Like, oh, of course it was a solo cello, but mm-hmm. I can't remember thinking that. Oh, there was like great expressive cello melodies in that. When I was watching the movie, it was just all part of the texture. Of course, of course. I think it's. I think of all of the soundtracks, this one's probably the most minimalist of them all, and. It's so appropriate for the film that it's being paired with. And yeah. that's probably why it is in this as nominations and could be the could be the winner actually. It could very yeah. well. And, be and again, we go back to what we're and talking I think about. This on is... the merit of the score, it deserves it. It the, would deserve it. The next score is Marriage Story, Randy Newman. It's lovely, isn't it? I I I'll be it's honest. Lovely. This is my favourite <laughs> of the scores. Okay. I've sat and listened to this one the most out of all of these. I've been listening to this one at work because I watched Marriage Story. Did you see? I it? have yet to watch it. Okay, it's, it's top of my Netflix list. It's 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 a do you know it's a it's a great movie, but well, it's been nominated in quite a few. Yeah, categories. but I 
it, it's quite difficult to watch because of the content, you know, and, and it's, it, it, it tells the story of a couple falling out of love with each other yeah. and, having to, and having to deal with the fact that they've got this kid, they both are starting to move to other sides of the country and want what they want out of it. The movie tries to be as unbiased as possible. Yeah. But I do think that it does lean in towards one of the characters more than the other. I'm not going to say which one, make your own mind up. But the music, particularly with the score, again, is a little biased towards one of the characters. Um, that one it shouldn't surprise you if you look through the, the, the tracks. It's, it, I think it's biased more towards Adam Driver's character of Charlie. The, the first two tracks of this movie show the, the intro montage where they are both at the marriage uh, couples therapy almost session and they've obviously been tasked to write what they love about their their partner yeah. on a piece of paper and they're reading it out loud what they love so the first track is what I love about Nicole and it's Adam Driver reading this and it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a really really lovely piece of music that plays for Scarlett Johansson showing all of her little eccentricities and idiosyncrasies and stuff that she does in her life yeah and then it plays the other side of that where Scarlett Johansson's Nicole is talking about what she loves about Adam Driver's character Charlie. Yeah. And it's really, really lovely. And the mu the music that, that is paired to the characters is consistent throughout. And there's a special shout out to another song called The Last Critique, which is track three on the soundtrack. And Randy Newman, halfway through the song, a lot of the or orchestra kind of cuts away and it's just the piano. Yeah. And it is a fantastic piano piece. It, it's very moving and kind of gives you well, shivers think, almost through it. Uh, listening to listening to the soundtrack, it's very similar to a lot of his other scoring. Completely, it has the thin orchestration and very very small numbers mm -hmm. of instruments, mm. which you know you want a big or you want a huge full size symphony orchestra for epic large scale films. Mm -hmm. And you know, big hard hitters. Yeah, like the next one, nineteen seventeen. But for this one, it's also it's almost more personal mm. to have a smaller number of instruments that you can really connect with, mm. and mm. it's not this just huge wall of sound. Mm. I think the the magic comes the, the good thing about Randy Newman I think the magic doesn't come from the strings where a lot of composers lean on the strings to create that magic he leans quite a lot on the woodwind yeah and the woodwind is really prominent throughout this score and I think it's a, it's it's that's what sets this one aside I would not be surprised if this one won yeah I think this would be a very a really lovely one to win yeah yeah, yeah. I completely I completely agree I don't I don't think it will no, I don't think it will, but I, I would like it to win. Yeah, it would be it would be great. Yeah, I think anything else you want to say about Marriage Story? You, you need to watch that. No, I, again, I, I, have very, I have very little to contribute on Marriage Story because I've yet to see it, other than I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. And mm. I hope to have seen it before the actual awards happen. Mm. Yeah, because then, because Marriage Story, for the first time in ages, is the only movie on this list that I've not seen. There's mm -hmm. always been like a couple that mm -hmm. I've not seen mm -hmm. and I've and I've just not seen them. Whereas if I see Marriage Story, I will have seen every original score. Yeah, every original score. I've seen and all of them. I then think. I'll know exactly which one I categorically want to win. Is this the first time an original score from a streaming service movie has been nominated? Very possibly. Or was Roma 
I don't think Roma was in best original score. Or was it not? That's we. Yeah, that we probably got that one wrong. No, maybe probably. We probably that, got that, that, but I wouldn't wrong. be. But I wouldn't be surprised with that actually. With with Marriage Story is the best original score from a streaming sort of Netflix. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised with that. Yeah. And good good nomination. Yeah. A film neither neither of us have seen. Nineteen seventeen. What? <laughs> we so we well, we're, well I'm trying to carry on the charade because this will drop and we have seen 1917 and then in two oh, episodes you're, time you're absolutely right we haven't seen 1917 you've got a much better grasp we, on, our, um, on our publishing timeline than I do quite clearly I like to sit back and listen to this shit every single fucking week yeah <laughs> and fucking edit it every time no I think it, so so in a couple of episodes time we're going to be talking a little bit of 1917 so in retrospect I'm going to quote Alex. Alex right. said, so Alex, you say in the episode, and you obviously listened to it, oh, it's a one-shot film. I hope the music in some way is through composed. Exactly. Yes, I did say that. Yep. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Simple as that. It's not. I'm not surprised that it's not. I think I also said that that would have been a Herculean task. Yes, yeah, and, and, and it would have instantly won uh, best original score, I think, if, if it did. So, Thomas Newman, you've missed a trick with that one there, yeah, mate. Another so, Newman. Yeah, you've only yourself to blame. Oh, yeah, another so Newman. Yeah, two, both, people, yeah. two people from the same family. Oh, wow. Um, nominated for... Oh, my goodness. And these were nomin- these were announced before Christmas, weren't they? So, imagine yeah. what the Christmas table was like yeah. in the Newman family. Now, as far as 1917 goes, I want this to be the one for Thomas Newman. You think? Because he has been nominated... 14 times and never won. Holy shit! 14. (laughs) Now, the the awards only come around once every year. So to be nominated 14 times is quite impressive. That's 14 years! It is! (laughs) I've not even been alive that long. (laughs) That's... You kind of at that stage just either give him the award. It's like DiCaprio, isn't it? Everyone just kind of went there. Just give him him the award. This is Thomas's Thomas's year, and having seen the movie and listened to the soundtrack, would you again be surprised if this won? I think it 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 holds its own in this category. This one and the last one, which is the Rise of Skywalker, which we'll talk about next, both of these have we'll agree as standout pieces of music in their score, but as a complete. Uh, package the whole score submitted to the yeah. the, the, pan, the judging panel. I don't know if it's the best complete package. Oh, I disagree. I think 1917 is a complete package. You think? I think it has a couple of highlights in that. Package, yeah, completely. Yeah, but I think it does. It is the complete package. Do you want to talk about the even highlights? Though, even though it's not the through composed mm-hmm. piece that I wanted it want, to be, that I hoped for, mm-hmm. I think it does have. A structure that mirrors the movie. Oh, it definitely completely. mirrors the movie. It, it, has a, it has a structure that mirrors the movie and it comments on it and it swells with it very, very naturally. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I hadn't considered it in that respect because, it, because again, we go back to why we think this will win and it could win because it is paired so well with the movie. That's a great point, actually, yeah. yeah. Do, do you want to talk about some of the highlights there? Your, your highlight, and well, I'll give you mine. My... Well, my, my big highlight from it is the track at the, end, at the end of the soundtrack called 1600 Men, which is right at the end of the movie when he's trying to stop this battle. Mm. I mean, it's not a spoiler to say because they see it in the promotional it's, yeah, material. Promotional, yeah. um, 
the these two guys are on a mission to stop an attack, which is a trap. They're on a mission from by God. the Germans, but well, let's <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not, <laughs> they're not on a mission from God. They might be. I don't know. Um, they're on a mission from. They're on a, they're on a mission from Colin Firth. Colin Firth. I've yeah. seen Mark Rylance. <laughs> Mark Rylance. It's gonna be wrong. Wrong war movie. Wrong war movie. Because yeah. Uh, and they finally get to the battle, mm-hmm. and there's this climatic moment where he can't get to the commanding officer mm, mm. in time. And so he, in order to get uh, to get there the fastest way, he has to go over the top mm, mm. and run along the trench mm. to the command bunker, mm. right? You've been following this character for the last couple of hours in perceived one-shot. Mm-hmm. You're really connected with him and it builds up the tension and we already have the we we already have the knowledge of history of what it meant to go over the top. Mm-hmm. You, you hear the the term over the top a lot in the history books and in media and stuff, and it and that 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 phrase holds a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So when you see him go over the top and start his run, and then the whole orchestra just crescendos yeah. up to this huge big climactic moment yeah it's so hard not to be very deeply affected by that and i think the music in that moment plays a very large part in it the the film the 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 film and every other aspect of it does that as well but i think the, the music services it perfectly it's interesting that scene as well because what you have in that scene they use that as the promotion for the movie, but they they use the behind the scenes of the car driving. I see this all over like my Facebook timeline. I've been fascinated with how they made this movie. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. It's astonishing. And you you told me the interesting fact about that scene when when all the, when all the 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 characters ran ran over the top, obviously. So it's to it's, their chore- death, it's basically. choreographed to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. You've got hundreds of extras mm-hmm. all basically charging across camera mm-hmm. and you've got George Mackay running towards camera mm-hmm. and he's running full pelt and they've got to make sure that he has a clear path from point A to point B. <laughs> they they right? had one job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, so they had one job which was not to clatter into him. So what happened? So- Do you understand Hamish? You've not to clatter into George Mackay. Yes, I understand. When George McClay runs, I run into him. No, him, no, him, no. Hamish, you do. Hamish, when when George McClay's running, you avoid him because he's the he's the guy who's running. So you don't want me to run into him. No, Hamish, no, don't, 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 no. don't run into him. Don't. Do you understand? Yes. When George McClay's running, I will run full pelt into him. Yeah, that's fuck's sake. <laughs> Can somebody get this fucking kid a pair of braces? I don't know what is going on right now. <laughs> Yeah. Do you but, promise? I promise. Because we can change you out. No, I promise I won't run into As much as him. I hate to interrupt your riffing, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely smacks him, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, no, a great he does. it's a he great does. collide. He does. And it, it does actually work in the movie. But the point is, there's a guy somewhere who, who his job to say is like cut or stop. Yes. Or Probably the director. <laughs> yeah. Hamish. <laughs> Probably the director. But... They're under instructions because obviously they're in, they do these big long takes. Like even though it's not actually one shot, they yeah. were all in seven, eight, and nine minute scenes. Yeah, the longest so was lot, nine. The longest yeah. was nine. So I think, a lot yeah. can a lot can go wrong in that in that amount of time. But they just say, look, 
like even if you perceive something going wrong, keep going unless you specifically hear cut. Oh, okay. Keep going unless you specifically hear that. So basically what happened when this extra clattered into George Mackay, mm-hmm. they didn't say stop, so he just got up and started running again. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know well, that. Yeah. Because I feel like if you... Yeah, that's a great point. If it was in any other movie and something like that disrupted the choreography of it like that, the actor would probably just stop. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a difficult scene to, to, to reset. I mean, well, almost all impossible the to reset. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other one I heard was The Lighter Gate, which was Andrew Scott lighting the lighter. If you read yeah. this report, it's I've really interesting one, yeah. how long it took them to get that lighter to light that cigarette. Yeah. I, I really like that scene with Andrew Scott. Yeah, I've been rewatching Fleabag again because he's he is great. Oh, hot he priest. Is, he is. Yeah, he is. He is great. But I like the scene where he kind of gives them the whole age before beauty, which is actually the first time the music does stop in the movie. In the, in the movie, right. it's it's when they they first go over the top. He gives them the flare gun and he says age before beauty, and he sends it's him. Very tense moment. Yeah. Very, Again, very lack of sound creating tense. Tension. Completely, and that is a function of, of score as well. Yeah, yeah, completely. I, compl- I completely agree. The, so, to why don't you say your highlight? Because I had my highlight of that. Why don't you say the, your the one that the one that the, the one that I thought was the biggest highlight was um, the night window. Yeah, the scene where he basically it transitions from day, which has been happening for to to night. Obviously, he t- I think he get he knocks knocks out and he wakes up in the night. Yeah. And so there's an example of when. They cut the cat. They didn't leave it running and then just lying on the floor. They cut. Yeah. They cut the cat. <laughs> and the music. So, spoiler alert. That, you, spoiler alert. We're, we're not sat there in the cinema for 12 hours while George Mackay's got a concussion. 18 hour long movie. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Well, um, they, wanted, they wanted us in the experience. And I didn't want to go for a piss that whole time. No. I held it in the whole time because I thought no. any minute he's going to wake and up. I had a, a big icy coke. <laughs> I had a big icy coke. I'm telling you. <laughs> So he so wakes up and comes out into what is the the ruins of a of a town yeah. and there's obviously the old ruins around and the the flares are lighting off in the sky and there's artillery fire and stuff and it just plays this beautiful piece of music but I don't think it fits here I think I think this the night window is a piece of music from a science fiction film. I think it's right. almost space operatic more than anything. Yeah. It feels if you listen back to it again, and I think we should listen back to it again. Maybe maybe agree or disagree. It's like something out of two thousand and one, a space odyssey, or something like that. I know it's, what it's, you mean. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of more expl- exploratory. Oh fuck me! I can't even say that fucking word. Explore when you explore somewhere. <laughs> I can't say it. Don't ever want to be a critic or a reviewer. My but days. It, but it has that. It has that kind of. That vibe of he's seeing everything around him for the first time and the camera, everything has just been taken in. Yeah. Ilham said an interesting thing to this. She said it was almost a point where the music was too powerful and it kind of took you out of the movie. And I'm inclined to agree, actually. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. And I think it's because of the cinematography of the scene. Mm. Because it was in this big, big set of this crippled French town. Everything's ruined. And he's running through this very, very dark, very, very dark set. And the only thing that lights it are these flares that are coming up. And when the flares come up, they're super, super bright. And they're lit from such a way that you get all these really dramatic shadows mm. of all the ruins. Oh, of, yeah. of, all, of all the ruins. And the sound of the flares coming up 
and then because you know how flares make a slow arc yep. they, they rise quickly and then make a slow arc and so it's like the it's like this big lighting rig is dancing and showing you this whole this whole bleak scene and there's something quite epic about that mm. so to have that and then go up and then yeah, slow yeah, arc yeah. and then to have this huge orchestration and the really, arpeggio was playing really it. really swell through yep. it yep. I actually think it works very well thank fuck you're on this podcast why I couldn't have I just I changed your mind you have and, 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 and I couldn't even like I couldn't even in any way do it. I'm, I'm struggling to say the word expletorial and you're, that's you're not even a word <laughs> like, and then I find a word and it's not even a real one <laughs> I think that's enough to say on 1917 do you want anything else to add to well, this one well I mean just finally, if Thomas Newman wins it, he has absolutely deserved it. Mm. I think he's deserved a Oscar for many, many years. Think of the other things he's had. He's had Nemo. Sh- Nemo. Was the, well, Nemo was the one Nemo. that I thought he was going to win it for. Shawshank. Shosh- of course, Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah. Green Mile he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's done all yeah. He's done Bri- uh, Bridge of Spies. Yes. 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 That's Mark Rylance. That's, that's, Mark, where that, that's, Mark Rylance, yeah. <laughs> that's where it comes that's from. That's Mark Rylance. That's Mark Rylance. But um, yeah, if he wins it, he'll have absolutely deserved it. Fantastic. But now, speaking of someone who may also absolutely deserve it, he's got he's got his list here. So the the final okay. one on the list is the Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Skywalker. John the, Williams. The Dawn. The Dawn. Yeah. The Dawn. John Williams. <laughs> right. Okay. So you were quite impressed with how many times Thomas Newman has been nominated. Can you tell me? How many times John Williams has been nominated for an Oscar? So it's 14 for Thomas Newman. I'm yeah. going to say 15. No, I, I think maybe... I don't know. Maybe... Not including wins. No, not including... I'll tell you how many he's won after. But okay. this is nomination. Okay, I would say 25. 25. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Look at me. You look so proud. Look how proud you are. You look so proud of yourself. You're right, not, right? You're actually not going to believe me. 52. 52 nominations. nominations. 52 nominations. Just let that sink in for a second. Shit on it. That is incredible. He's the man. I've How been incredible this for is that? No, that is that is in, that is incredible. You weren't expecting that. How many you? times has he won? He's only won five. Really? Five out of 52. Wow. And I don't think you would blame me for saying he should have won more than that. If you've been nominated yeah. 52 times. But, but, but that's actually... That's actually Bad for him because his hit-to-win ratio... No, no, don't great. tell me that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that impressive. Up your game, John Williams. Yes. Right? That's all I'm going to say. You know what? 50, yeah, 52. How many times have you closed, though? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, 52 we, nominations, yeah, that, five wins. We, again, like this 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 is kind of like our, our Alex and Alex and Callum time jump esque thing we in, a, yeah. in future episodes we talk about this we're going to detail of, of Rise of Skywalker and I think that not the next one the one after, I can't remember I don't know what we're going to do okay don't I'm, just, I'm sorry come out I'm sorry out. okay <laughs> but we, we will talk about this movie later on so uh, I don't want to try and retread old ground but let's talk about specifically why you think it's been nominated because <sighs> it wasn't nominated for a Golden Globe okay so I think that all the last two Star Wars scores, I don't think were not. Were they nominated? I can't remember. They might be. I think all. I think whenever John Williams sticks something out, surely that he be has been number fifty-two. Surely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not been alive that long. I mean, that must have been what? How old is he? John Williams is eighty-seven. Eighty-seven years old and still Jesus. working. Jesus, but what a man! Yeah, incredible. 
I think the pessimist in me mm-hmm. says that this score is nominated for an Academy Award because it is the last Star Wars score mm-hmm. he is going he is going to write. Mm. It is. It's the last of the Skywalker saga, and he started this journey with George Lucas in nineteen seventy seven. Mm. No other film composer has had the opportunity to develop one body of work like John Williams has with Star Wars. It's just it's just never happened. And yes, he's been on he's been on Indiana Jones for the same amount of time, but it's not the same. It's no, not, it's not. You're it's right. not, it's it's not, not the same. It's not the same. And the quality of the scoring mm-hmm. is so good for every single outing mm-hmm. of Star Wars that every single Star Wars in my opinion, and this is definitely a subjective opinion, I'm not saying this is gospel, but I do think that every single Star Wars score has merit to win the best original score for every for, for every year because there is no one that does what John Williams does. Oh, I completely agree. Here's a question. Do you think this would win? Let's just assume, okay, now, try, try your hardest. Assume that no Star Wars film has ever occurred before this one. Now, obviously, the plot would make no sense, but the music and the score for this as a standalone, as if you've never heard a Star Wars score before. Yeah. Do you think this would be nominated and would win? Yes. I completely agree. 100%. If this was the only Star Wars movie to exist, I mean, forgetting apart that if if that was the case, (laughs) the film would make no sense (laughs) at all. Fuck, that's what would happen. I know. But if you were just judging it on the music and that was the first time you heard that music, you'd think think I've heard the best yep. that a film yeah. you, for film music can sound yeah. that is the, that, that's, that's the best which is why I think that yeah. which is why I, I think the reason he hasn't won for he's only won an Academy Award for Star Wars once and that was the first one yeah. he's not won for Star Wars mm-hmm. since because for quite a few years the Academy has had rules on not being nominated for sequels because yeah. it uses a lot of similar material and we've talked about this with, we have, with Howard Shore and the, and the yeah. Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah but but if you're just taking the the merit of the the movie score, he absolutely deserves to win. Yeah. And I and I and I, if he won this year, mm-hmm. I think the score deserves it. Yeah, the yeah. score deserves it, and I think he deserves it. But the pessimist in me does think that he is nominated because it's his last outing, yeah. I, and the industry needs to acknowledge. I was. I was thinking in the back of my head he might get a Lifetime Achievement Award. Well, I mean, why? 52 nom- And he hasn't had a Lifetime Achievement Award, has he? Well, he probably has. I think it may, may, maybe has. Maybe has. Maybe, 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 has. maybe we're making a... <laughs> no, he maybe already has that. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's because he's already had a Lifetime Achievement <laughs> yeah, Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, we, have, we need to acknowledge Star Wars, so why don't we just put him in the full category? Do you think that this award maybe is for some of his understudies as well? Was there a lot of understudies associated with the Rise of Skywalker, and maybe there's a nod uh, to can, them? I can I can tell you, but no. it is his music. Okay, like he is the maestro. W- uh, one piece of music in this we talked about on the episode when we do talk about Rise of Skywalker, but it is the 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 piece itself on the soundtrack, which is also called the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and I've been listening to that an awful lot. That piece is fantastic. It's so gorgeous, beautiful. isn't it? It is. I'm glad you've been listening. It to is. It. I have actually. It's it's a lovely piece of music. It is probably one of my favourite single pieces of music from the Star Wars all nine movies. Actually, yeah. I think I think it's and you obviously give us the analogy of the book in the last. You know, you, you wouldn't introduce a character at the end of the book and stuff. Yeah. But that is so a merit. I mean, it's a fantastic. 
yeah. single track. I, yeah. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was absolutely lovely. Cool. Yeah. We have gone through them all. Yeah, quite a, a really wide range of different yes. styles and and like effects and different movies as yeah. well. You've got a war movie, you've mm-hmm. got a, a period drama. Period drama, you've got a, a grimy 80s sort of thriller vibe. I Sorry, back to the Joker one. The Hilda got... Oh, God, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, don't try. <laughs> so so she also did the, the, the score for Chernobyl, yeah. which was the TV series that came out last year, which kind of just absolutely floored everyone that watched yeah. it, myself and both of us included. Yeah. And it was a very similar sort of feel to that, and I can see probably why she has found her niche within oh, yeah. that category. No, I mean, composer, com- composers get hired for works based on their previous works. Yes, yeah, and you can you see, know. yeah, you can see why. So maybe that's another tick in the box for yeah. Joker. I mean, if I had to, if I had to put my vote on anyone, I, I have to do it. It's mm-hmm. the last time I might get to Star Wars. You think it's John Williams? Do you think John Williams will get to it? I, 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 this is tough. I don't know... I don't know if he will, mm. but if I'm casting my vote, if I'm a voter, mm. if I'm a voter on that list, I'm voting for John Williams. Do you know there's only, I, I can't, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, because if I'm a voter on that list, I would actually go Randy Newman with Marriage Story. Fair. I think that's my favourite. But that's, that's, that's my favourite. I would, I would not tell best. you you're wrong. I would not tell you you're wrong either, because I think so many things on that, on that list mm have the merit for it. I think there's only one that maybe doesn't. I'm not going to say which one because I'm not I, I don't want to yeah, get the not, negatives. But not. I think there's only one that maybe doesn't quite meet the mark. The other four do and would be deserving winners. Yeah. They're much more difficult this category I think than the original song. But yeah, the most difficult category coming up is the best picture. Mm-hmm. I think I need to go to the bathroom though. Do I think I do as well. <laughs> do we go together? Let's not do that. Across the street. Let's, let's not. Oh god. <laughs> And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And he didn't even wash his hands. No. Dirty bastard. <laughs> okay. Um, Neither did you. Today. I don't need to find that. Just, just, just run it under, run it under the tap. Keep it nice and warm. Yeah. Uh, I don't Should we do best picture? Yeah, let's do best picture. This year, there... I, I, I have seen more of these best pictures this year than I think any other year. I've just got the list in front yes. of us here. Do you want to go I'd through them one that. at a time? Should we say them all up top? So we have 1917, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, Little Woman, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story. That's quite a slate, isn't it? Yeah, that is quite a slate. Where do you want to start? Great music. Well, let's go with the list that is presented nice. to us. Okay. So, 1917. So, we've we've talked a bit about 1917. We've talked a lot about this fucking movie, I feel like. We've, talk, we've talked a lot about it. But, going back to, like, the, the technical achievement of this movie can't be overstated. Mm. Oh, yeah. If, if, if this wins, completely deserved. If I read... You Do you know what? I read a critique about this movie. You know when you read a review that... that personal that, Vendetta, or didn't just... It's yeah. not just a personal Vendetta, but it's, it's just like trying to tr- trying to write yeah. something... Trying to write something against the norm to, sure. you know, to get traffic for yeah, him yeah. or his publication or, yeah. or, or whatever. And I, I just read it and I went, ah, oh, fuck off. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, this, this is a great movie. Yeah. 99% of the world agrees. Like, why are you writing this? We watched oh. this. We watched this movie together with a, a, a quite a, quite a, a range of friends. I have sort of some work friends and Maddie brought some friends and you. Obviously, we were, so there was a, there was quite a bit of it. I think I bought I think I bought seven cinema tickets for it. That cost me yeah. sixty quid. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you paid me back. I have. <laughs> I have. Prove it. I have. Get your phone out. Take, I'm joking. Took me five or six days, but I did it. <laughs> Five or six business days. Five or six it. business days. The money will be in your account in five or six five business days. And that was over a weekend. Did I get a receipt? Did I? <laughs> it was over a weekend. But no, no, no. But seriously, with the seven of us who went to see this movie, all of us came out of this movie with exactly. There was no nobody left it going. Man, I didn't really like. Every one of us was like on the edge of my seat. That was incredible. But not just not just as a cinema experience of saying like I went to the cinema and I saw a movie that I loved. It's the fact I went to the cinema and I saw a movie that when I came out I thought that changed the game. It did change the game. That, it did change the that game. That changed the game. I where you're like I have genuinely not seen anything like it. Yep. And we've seen one shots before. Yes. Bird, Birdman. Yeah. But the point is, you can do it with a drama. Uh huh. But for you, but you can for do this. it with a drama, and I'm not trying to say that it's easy to do it with a drama because it's almost definitely it's definitely not easy with a drama. Like it, mm-hmm. it would still need an insane amount of detail yes. and careful choreography Planning, and yeah. things. But when you're dealing with these World War One sets, and you've got biplanes, and you've got artillery, you've yep. got explosions, yep. you've got yep. trucks, you've got yes, explode fire, like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah I, I com- a complete trying marvel. to wrap your head around yeah. and then seeing it so well on screen I only again there's one there's like the one obvious blackout where yes, yes. where they switch from day to night where they do a little time jump where you're like well obviously they cut there yeah, of course. and other than that I think I only saw maybe three or four places where I suspected that mm-hmm. they cut the camera. Yep. But again, even with those, I was only guessing. I Probably because I don't know enough about it. I think if I talk to somebody in in the industry who knows more about editing films and stuff, they mm-hmm. would actually probably be able to say, there's a cut, mm. there's a cut, yeah, there's yeah, a cut. Yeah. I reckon there was, was a few times for I me, think there was. I'm a layman in that term. Yeah. And... I was, I'm an I was I knew them all. Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Bullshit. But I was only guessing. I was only guessing. So I think on the basis of the technical achievement, apart from the fact that it told a great story and it, it brought us along with it in such a in such a unique way, I think it definitely definitely deserves its place on yeah. the list of nominations, hundred percent. I don't think anyone would dispute that. And I also wouldn't dispute if it won it as well. Yeah. Next one on the list, we have Ford versus Ferrari. Not seen it. No, no, neither of us have Not seen, seen it. it. And I as don't a, know. Let's move on. And as, a, <laughs> as a car show, we should have seen this. Yeah. Because we are secondly to music and movies a car show. We are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we absolutely are. We, the, an amazing story. I do know the story. The story is fantastic. Yeah. And, I, and I think well, it would be an amazing well, story. Well, I've, I've heard the story of this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Again, on, on, Le Mans. On, on Top Gear. Yeah, slash yeah, yeah. Man Grand Tour. Grand, yeah. And they, they, they always do a really good job of, of framing those, those those dramatic stories and those things. But I am interested to see this movie yeah. because <clears throat> I, I saw Rush 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Rush, yeah. another a great modern. You love like, your car motoring. I do. I don't, again, <laughs> twenty-seven. Don't drive. Uh, the next one on the list is Joker. Yeah, I think again we we sort of spoke quite a lot about that in the original score piece. Anything you want to add to this? Maybe why you think this stands out? Any other little tidbits for this film? I think it's the most real comic book movie that deals with a lot of issues. Mm. It's not it's not popcorny. It's not a popcorny superhero movie. And I like the fact that a genre quote unquote movie yep. is up there hitting with the big dogs. I completely because, agree. Because I, I do I do hate it when these genre movies are, are dismissed as being popcorn trash. Sure. Because they're not anymore. They mean a lot to a lot of different people mm-hmm. and they deserve to be acknowledged. And especially this one, which the acting is fantastic, the score is fantastic, the cinematography is mm-hmm. gorgeous, mm-hmm. it 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 surprises you, yep. it's got yep. a great script. It like, shocks you, it stays yeah, with you. It's got so many good things in it that I'm not surprised it's it's up there on the, on that list. Although what does surprise me looking over is the name of the producer that's Yeah, Sonic. Bradley Cooper. Bradley yeah. Cooper. He was one of the producers for it. And yeah. I was thinking where is he in that movie? He's no, not in it. No, no, he's just. But he's, yeah, he is. He is very. I suppose that connection with Todd Phillips goes back to the Hangover. Hangover right? movies, yes, yeah. yes, Hangover. Um, last thing I will say in this: if this doesn't win for best picture, Joaquin Phoenix will win best actor. Yes. There's no Andy for butts, is there? No. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the only sir, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, we've gone on to this one through and death. Quick summary: Why you think this is here? Any other little tidbits for this? Well, why I think it's here is because I think it's a fucking great movie. Yeah, I think it's one of the best, one of the best movies of the year. Again, the production is flawless. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. the painting of nineteen sixties Hollywood, mm-hmm. the the script, as per usual, is Tarantino gold. Yes, completely agree. And it's just a, it's a bloody... It's the, music, a bloody, the music was fantastic. The, the, the music's great. Again, a Tarantino staple. He always yes. does good soundtracks. Yes. Yep. And, you know, what, what, what more do you want? I, I, I think... always like to see Tarantino movies up. Tarantino movies up. But he doesn't get Best Picture nods so, often, does he? No, he doesn't get Best Picture nods. And that's an interesting thing. And I was going to talk to you a little bit about Tarantino and, and uh, Scorsese. Interesting how both of them have movies here. Yeah. Huge directors. But I actually don't think... I think we're quite lucky to have both of them up there. Yeah, but I don't actually think these two are the frontrunners. And we, no. can, we can discuss that when we sort of summarise it again. Yeah. The one thing that I think Tar- uh, Tarantino has with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being nominated for, something that's not really discussed about when you think of the best motion picture, which is the reason they're up there is because they have the best attention to detail. 1917 yeah. and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood lead the charge on the attention to detail, which is a large, probably unsus- unspoken rule of why you are the winner of a best motion picture. Yeah. And I think that alone is something that if he won it for, you would go, absolutely. Yeah. I-, I mean, he recreated the six... There's no... You know, there was there was no yeah. there's you know, there's no getting around that he well, created it. Yeah, I mean, you say that about the you know best picture winners. There's there's been a few years where you've been what really a little bit flummoxed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what exactly? I think, I think the Crash was the biggest. That's the yeah. The which no one. one did that beat? I think. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I think it was two thousand. It was another big one. It was a big one. Yeah, the Crash was the biggest one. one. Speaking of big ones. Mm-hmm. Parasite. Not seen it. Bong Joon-ho's 
absolute classic. And I the hype for this movie at the moment in in award season is because you told me about this movie months ago. Yes, you told me about this movie months ago, and I'd not heard about it. And you and you said, "Is this a foreign movie?" But it's one of the best movies I've seen this year, mm-hmm. and it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's, yep. it's it's great, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go. Fast forward to award season, I've still not watched it because you know, I'd be, I, that would make me a good mate to take you on your recommendation. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, thanks for that. I take it personally. You so you said when we talked about 19, 1917, you said it changed the game. Yeah, Parasite changes the game right i'm saying this now parasite's the winner really i think it is the best movie on this list the storytelling is amazing yeah this movie stayed with me longer than any of the other movies i've seen in this nominations list it 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 just did the story is amazing just when you think it's going to go one way it goes another way just when you think one thing's going to happen it has another it fuses laugh out loud comedy with tense thriller and horror-esque moments yeah and it does it so well the acting performances are incredible yeah and it's it it has something to really say right we need to sit and watch this i, I, I really gen- need to I sit and watch know, this movie yes, together no, let's do that i will 100 percent commit to that but it, what i will ask you is without without commenting on the value of the film and how much it merits winning do you think Oscar voters will allow a foreign movie to win Best Picture? Absolutely. Oh, you do? Absolutely. This is the year. This is the year that happens. But that's big. It's the Hollywood that's foreign huge. press. They, this needs to happen. I know it's huge, and we we talked about it. I think Parasite will win. Okay. Is it nominated in Best Foreign? I think film? it is. Yes, I think it is as well. Yeah. Okay. And I, it I should, mean, it'll win that. It will sure. win that. Yeah. It will win Parasite. It will. I think it'll win Best Picture. I really okay. do. I can't wait to watch it. I really do. The Irishman. I've not seen that either. You've not seen The Irishman? Again, it's on my list, but it's 500 hours long. It is. It's a million... (laughs) I feel like I am still watching it, I'll be honest. It's like trying to carve out the time to watch a huge movie like that is just... It's... It's quite an undertaking because, like, I, I will, I will watch, I, I will stay awake when I get home from work mm. for that length of time. But will I commit to watching something that long? We we watched it in two sittings actually. Um, there's yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No, no, no. So, so, so there is an article online. I can't quote it off the top of my head where somebody kind of went through and actually was able to, to dissect it into small chapters right. because there are points where you can. And I read this article after watching it in two distinct first half and second half and I watched it again and I went I wish I'd read this article beforehand okay. because it would have made it a little bit more palatable right you know it, we talked could, it, could they have, could they have split it up into part one and part two like it would have been so easy to put that on Netflix no I think because I think it's it, Netflix yeah. you could have just gone straight on to the next one and Road Leisure yeah I think they would have I think if they should have split it up they, they had one of two ways to do it not part one and part two that's not the way I think they should be watched actually I think you either watch this as a one or in, in the whole yeah. on the whole um, or you watch it in these maybe little, little like sort of 40 minute segments uh, 50 minute segments I okay. think because it, it's uh, it's I mean the content is fantastic one thing that this movie actually had a big negative uh, thing against was a couple of guys special effects artists decided that they would go toe to toe with some of the de-aging that Netflix did right. and I watched this video and it's a really interesting look into how nowadays with de-aging and a lot of special effects pieces of of um 
equipment that you can use, software and hardware that, that's associated with creating that uh, de-aging experience that a lot of films lean on, there's multiple different ways to do it. Okay. And Netflix and Mark Scorsese, I don't think, went about doing that the right way. So you don't think the de-aging is I that don't good? think it's as... I think it's good, but I don't think... It, it takes you out of the movie a little bit. And there's, I've, again, I've tr- I try and find a link to this and put it in, but the, the, uh, there's, a, there's a video online which kind of shows some of the scenes where De Niro has been de-aged, yeah. and it looks a lot more like him. And the reason that it looks a lot more like him is because the people who have done this have actually taken footage from De Niro beforehand and kind of moulded his face towards the scenes as opposed to going through a completely new way of de-aging, which Scorsese leaned on a little bit more right. when creating this this movie. Okay. Um, it's it's And I think as well... When you look at the final um, production of, of the de-aging and you look at the cost associated with each of them, one of them is the clear winner. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, we'll discuss that one there. I, I encourage you listeners as to actually as go it, have a look as far at as that. it's um, its place on the list. So me obviously not seeing it. So I should ask you. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. If it won, mm-hmm. would it surprise you? It would actually. Yeah. Yeah. It so would you surprise don't think me. it's a winner? I don't think it's a winner. It would surprise me. There's some amazing sequences in this movie some of the acting and the charisma that some of the actors bring to it because you know this is the last probably the last gangster-esque movie from all of these performers and from the writing well i've heard i've heard written heard written i've seen written (laughs) ignore that i've seen written that this is to scorsese's genre as like you know once upon a time in hollywood was to tarantino like Scorsese was looking back on his, you know, gangster movies in that genre, and then like writing and making a love letter to it. Mm. And The Irishman is like, a, oh, it certainly is. On that. It certainly is. Yeah, and and but but that's not why you win Best Picture. No, it's not. And it didn't stay with me this movie afterwards. And I, the rewatchability of this was nowhere near as good as 1917 or as Parasite to yeah. me. Next one we have is Little Women. Yeah. Again, this, so this was the one I saw most recently. I saw yeah. it only last night. I, again, I think this one is very similar to The Irishman where I can see why it's on the list. Yeah. Personally, I would be shocked if it won. Yes, I don't think it's... Greta Gerwig did a fantastic job with it. Yes. The, the, the script is great. The, work, the way it's sculpted is great because, you know, we, we talked briefly about the time jumpy aspect of, of it. The book is not written like that. Okay. The book is not written like that, and the first film is not... The, the original film mm. is not made mm. like that at all. Okay. So I think the vision... We're, in a bit, we're at a bit of a disadvantage not having not seen and read those, those things. Completely but I think agree. the vision of this adaptation is really unique, and it really justifies... I've been complaining for quite a few for quite a while that everything in Hollywood is sequels and remakes sequels and remakes yep. sequels and remakes yep. and yes this is a remake mm-hmm. but I think it's a justified one because it's someone's very personal and very justified vision mm. it's just another re- yeah. another retelling yeah. of it yeah. and it does something different with it mm-hmm. so on that basis I do agree with it, its place on the list. The themes are very appropriate in this movie as well, I yeah. thought. The themes are very good. Some of the, some really great quotes from it was the Meryl Streep's character telling Florence Pugh's character, Amy, the, the be- you're the only hope for this family now. Yeah. The best thing you can do is marry a rich man. Yeah. And well, that, also, that that speech, her... also that speech that Amy Florence Pugh says in her art studio in Paris when she explains why marriage is 
uh, financial prospects. Yes, Maddie said this last night. And that was a great yeah. speech. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. And still, like, you know, oddly quite relevant mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, like, and, and yeah. I, I get, like I say, I would be surprised, but... I don't think it's a winner. No. I like the fact that it's on the list. Completely, completely agree. I, I'm going to pick up on something you said just before you said that. Looking through this list, sequels and reboots, that none of them are on this list. And I was reading a really interesting article that was, was, was put well, together. Well, I mean, Little Women. No, that's what I'm saying, but yeah. that was the only one yeah. when, you, when you said that. Yeah. Tarantino uh, was interviewed recently, and he had he basically sort of tried to highlight the fact that there's an underground almost war being fought within Hollywood right now between original movies and sequels and Ooh, previous and he right. said this this has never been more apparent than when you look at these nominations this year yeah and I, I looked at it and, and I read this article and I went Jesus Christ he's absolutely right yeah there is re- if you really think about it yeah the big conglomerates the Sony's the Disney's have had never had a more successful year but you look at this list I heard a scary percentage as to how much of the box office nine, uh, Disney took this year what was it I can't remember, I mean, but it was in the eighties. Really? Yeah, yeah. That and that's. But this doesn't show that. Yeah. Do you know? And, and that's that's what we, I think. That's what he's getting at. There, yeah. is, there is a little conflict going between. I'll say a little conflict. I think there's well, a, Disney there's a and huge. The, Disney and the uh, are in the business of making money. Mm. And these I guys. I don't think they care. And I think all these movies represent the business of making art and making good art and actually widening horizons and keeping something that stays with you and making. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Every single one of these movies has something to say, which is great. The next one on the list we have is Jojo Rabbit. Now, for it's it's the one that's on this list that, apart from Ford vs. Ride, that I have not seen, I and I'm really desperate to. Go. I am Taku Titi's number one fan. Yes. I, listeners, two two part question. Part number part number one. Who was it that introduced me to Taika Waititi? This guy over here, Callum. Which one of us? Is the only one to have seen Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Me. This guy over there. It, it, so actually, I need to watch this I'm, a, I'm ahead of you. You are ahead. Please don't. I, I request I spoil. I would never. I, 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 I would never spoil. I don't think there is. I don't know how much there is actually to spoil of this movie. I've heard it's only fantastic. Rare to see a comedy movie in this list. Do you think? Okay. So I think if I were to sell it, okay, and therefore to justify its place on this. On this list, um, a New Zealander, um, native islander, director-writer, plays the master of the Aryan race mm-hmm. as the imaginary friend of a ten-year-old boy in in the Nazi youth. It's fantastic, and it's I know he, fantastic. And Taki Waititi deliberately did no research on the character of yeah. Hitler because. As a big fuck you to him and to yeah. everything that he, he stood for. Com- completely, yeah, <laughs> completely. Do you think this will win? No. Do you see it's, why it's on the list? It's not. It's not a winner, but I love that it's on the list. It's a. It's another one of those. I like that. You know, how, how many? What's that? Nine? Is that nine? Mm-hmm. Nine films. <laughs> nice counting. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Five in one column, four yeah, in the other. Nice. Nine movies on the best picture. And I think that's very telling that like they've got a lot of movies that they want to acknowledge. Yes. The fact that there's nine being nominated and being considered, I think that means there's a lot to acknowledge. Yep. And every single movie on that list is there for a reason and justifies its spot on that on that Completely list. Completely agree. I, I can't look at that list and think of a movie this year that I wish was on that list. And in previous years, I have. In previous years, I've thought, oh, I wish that movie was on the list. I think maybe Us. 
I think Ask got a snub this year. Yeah. Oh, you think that? Yeah, that I think that was that. Okay. That's, uh, that's fair. But maybe, but maybe, but yeah, but I, I think but but by and large. As, but as far as Jojo Rabbit goes, it takes, you know, as my description of it suggests, sensitive subject matter, mm. lightens, lightens it up, but doesn't shy away from the problematic aspects of it. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Mm-hmm. But it's also happy and optimistic mm. as well. Mm. It takes you through the complete spectrum of emotions in the most lovely way mm-hmm. and in the most problematic setting. Nice. And I can't recommend it enough, honestly. The final one we have on the list is Marriage Story. Again, you, you've not seen this one. Again, this one top, that I've seen. again top of my Netflix list. So Marriage Story is... A movie I, again, like this is not a huge preachy one there, but I I find this one really difficult to watch uh, because you know I, I you know I, I my parents split up when I was younger yeah. and I can in some ways identify with this, but I was the age probably this, the the boy in this film was when it was happening, and I was in a very fortunate position that also this boy was in was that at no point was there any case of you didn't feel like there was was love coming from one way more than the other. I was yeah. I was in a very fortunate position where. It didn't really change my life in any way. Um, and it's the same with this kid. He doesn't really know what's going on with this thing, but there's right. this real internal battle going with their parents. And it yeah. made me think a lot about what happened with my parents and their split up. And I'm not going to get into that one. But that's the good thing about this film is it, 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 it stopped and it made you really think about it and yeah. try and put yourself in the, in, in the character's shoes. Yeah. I used to use the excuse a lot. So I think my parents split when I was in like primary six. What would I have been like? Ten? I used the excuse so much in primary school I've not done my homework because I've left my homework at my dad's house and I did it at did my mum's house. Oh God, all the time. I melt that for all the time. And my primary did. school teachers were like, that's okay, Callum. That's a really sad thing that's happening. It's really sad going on. And I was like, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you're sitting going, roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> Fucking right I was. I know Age of Empires, roller coaster tycoon. Roller coaster tycoon. Amazing, amazing. Jurassic game. Park. <laughs> so, <laughs> Partridge, Jurassic Park. but i think the i think this movie was very difficult to watch the performances from uh some of the supporting characters like laura dern who again she was in little woman as well fantastic in that one she's she's been a lot um and ray romano playing the sort of the lawyers battling out adam driver and scarlett johansson's feud it it was really unnerving to watch and you were just like God, don't it's it, it's an advert for let's just stay together for the kids, right? Oh. <laughs> and it was and it was difficult to watch for that okay. sort of respect, and an anti advert for divorce, and and it showed me, you know, the, the, through the lens of the divorce laws and the procedures in America, what an absolute messy affair. And but and, like the quality of the writing and the acting as such, yes, does, does it deserve its spot? Yeah, it does. It does. The quality of acting, the characters, and. You, you, you're kind of captivated by the characters whilst watching it. But I will say it didn't... It, it, it probably won't stay with the average listener for as long as it stayed with me. Obviously, I'll yeah. explain why. But I, I don't think it will win. I can see why it's on the list. Okay. So to, to summarise, mm-hmm. I know you said that... I think you said this when we talked about this movie. What's the winner? You're the voter. What's the winner? Parasite. Yeah. You said that, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I think Parasite. Parasite or 1917 are the winner. Well, no, no. Gun to your head. Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite. Yeah. I think I'm wrong, though. 
But I th- what do you think? Same question. Well, I think there's every possibility you might be wrong, but like if you... Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? You know, we're not, we're not sitting here with actual guns to our head going, you have to see. Oh, we're not? No. Or should I put this away? You think should, absolutely. Bloody brought this out. It cost me a yeah. fortune. Yeah, Feel the weight to. on that. They're not allowed to Feel the weight. Country. I know. I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I've got to throw this in a canal next. Yeah. But for me, it's 1917. Yeah. It's the thing that changed the game the most for me. And I... Let's just let's just say again, I've not seen Ford versus Ferrari. I've not seen Ford versus Marriage Story, The Ford. Irishman. Okay, so I've not seen four. <laughs> I've not seen that's under I think half. There's only one I've not seen. That's under half. Okay, so I've not seen four of Two. them. So you know you can take my opinion with as much salt as you want. Mm-hmm. A lathering of it, a but baked salt. Shall pie. I say? Shall I? Shall I say that out of the ones that I've seen, nineteen seventies <laughs> the best. <laughs> You said, right, so we left the cinema after watching 1917. We were walking along the road and Alex turned to me and went, that's going to win Best Picture. And I went, you you don't even know what else is nominated. And you went, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> just, yeah. just throw yourself into it. Well, I'll, I'll be grinning ear to ear when, when it does win. And I'm like, I didn't need to see the other ones. I just needed to see the winning one. Fantastic. <laughs> Some reviews that I wanted to read for us in the show. Some people, some lovely people have written in oh, to really? the show. Yeah, yeah. So That's we've fantastic. got some really nice reviews. So we've got one here from Wailing in Taiwan. Uh, Wailing writes, "Please help. I'm trapped in an iPhone factory. I've been here for weeks. <laughs> Please, anyone, I beg of you. The wild dogs made their way into the compound, and I don't think I'll last the night." Oh, so God. that's a lovely review from Wailing. Oh, Thanks for God. writing into the show. Do you want another one? We've got another one here if you want any more. Yeah, go yeah, on. Go yeah. on. <laughs> the girls do a fabulous job each week sharing their most favourite Caribbean recipes. Their jerk chicken was to die for. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Thanks for writing in and reviewing the show. We really appreciate that. Alex, any comments you want to say to that one? I have no words. <laughs> I have I've, no words. I've got a last review. This one is anonymous review, but it's still a lovely review. It says, Are you happy, Alex? I've given you what you want. You've got your five stars. Now please let my wife and children go. So there's nice. That seems to be that that, that tactic's working for us. I mean... <laughs> so more reviews next time. We'll do yeah, some. Okay. I think we'll get some more specials yeah. in there. Oh, Anything else you want to say? No. Anything else up top? I think that's the show this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a good that's I, a good. I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, so did I. This was a really interesting one. I think the next specials we're going to do, we will probably announce it on our Facebook group or something, or we'll maybe put a poll up. Why don't we put a poll together and see if we get any traction that way? I've got a few maybe sort of nominations that we could add to the poll. Uh, specifically things like maybe the Indiana Jones movies or the the, the Lord of the Rings or stuff like that. And yeah. And t- tackle that as one big as one big sort of conglomerate rather than splitting over two. Um, next week is business as usual. You might notice maybe some little sort of out of sync patterns with it. We might be referring to the next week's episode as the fourth episode, but it's because we snuck this one in under the radar there. So yeah, this was uh, con- conceived, recorded, edited, and published and. 24 hour <laughs> yeah it's a small challenge to ourselves but hopefully it works if it doesn't work then I don't fucking know what I'm going to do with myself no, I don't <laughs> um, but yeah so the email is up motionspod at gmail.com yeah. please write in we have had a few sort of trickles in there again but it is difficult getting started but I yeah. think that the main tactic is please tell a friend yes we, absolutely tell a friend about this because we you know tell them that even even if they're not into the sort of content and stuff it's a good excuse for them to listen to something new and different. Uh, we, we try and 
I guess, find our niche with this little thing there. Yeah. But everyone likes music. Yeah. Everyone likes movies. Yeah. They'll love it. Your nan will love yeah. it, as we've we said. We tick a few boxes, Carol. We do tick we a do. few boxes, we yeah. Do. You specifically. Yeah. You know, every, oh, every, everyone... <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the show. Anything else you want to say? Well, just to... Just to say, no matter where you're listening to us on, if you could like and subscribe, yep, that'd absolutely. be great. And especially it. if you're a Apple Podcast listener, you can actually rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so a five star would be lovely. And if you were to write a review, if you let us know what your favourite soundtrack is, yep. we might even read it out on the show. Just like Wailing in Taiwan. That was lovely, wasn't Absol- it? That absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely not on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you will not find it. <laughs> that was in an email. It was in, a, it was in the private. It was in the private email no but genuinely it'll count as a review for us and it helps us grow in the charts on itunes of yep. which we were actually featured in the new category yeah we were TV and film, which yeah. i was really quite pleased yeah, at, i think it was yeah like a, a message going Ooh, yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> fantastic but yeah, it really does help us so. and we are on a facebook as well find us it's going through the motions on facebook give us a like and we're going to be trying to put some content and stuff up there next couple of weeks uh, and if you've got any requests or anything like that, as we say, write in. You can message us also on the Facebook. But that is it. Yep, that's categorically it. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll see you guys again next week. But for now, bye. All right, ta-ta.